0: Rob Thompson here, game playing you today. We got Lonnie Sweet over there. Happy Monday, Lonnie.
1: Happy Monday, Robert.
0: So, Lonnie, you were on the show, I mean, we've been friends for 20-something years, but you were on the show uh, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. But, um, And so I just wanted to reconnect with you. But more importantly, um, share your story a little bit. Um, and talk about the space that you are in as a culinary marketing executive slash branding in the culinary hospitality space. But you yep. spent most of your career, um, or a good portion of your career, on the sports side with IMG and who, Wolf Associates. Were you there with them for a while? Yeah, and, and Wolf and SFX.
1: I, when I, yeah, when I first got out of college, I worked at Wolf and then the at of Fame and then SFX. And then eventually transitioned over to IMG for, for um, a handful of years, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think um, what's interesting because, as you know, you know most of my guests are in the sports media space, um, but culinary is such a big part of the overall hospitality experience. And I think you have the greatest quote in the world: "Not everybody loves sports, but everybody loves to eat, or something like that."
1: Everybody has to eat. Yeah, you don't have to has love to food. Eat. You don't have to love you know. You don't have to love entertainment, but everybody has to eat. Yeah.
0: Nice. So, so talk about it. So, talk about the space right now. I mean, yeah. obviously the devastation with restaurants and the industry, but how are you pivoting and how is your, your clients pivoting? And talk about your clients a little bit.
1: That's a good loaded question right now. So, um, yeah, like you said, the first decade of my career spent in sports, um, I tell people all the time I'm a proud sales guy, right? So um, selling at that time, selling athletes, coaches, and broadcasters. Uh, when I started the Connect Group uh, 12 years ago, it was actually my 12-year anniversary I think a couple of weeks ago or last week, uh, we started in sports. Um, I named the company Connect Sports and Entertainment because my business was really all about my connections and my network and the people that I know and the relationships that I've been able to maintain over the years. Um, so I went out of the gate selling, um, you know, sponsorships and bringing opportunities, just being a connector of brands and, and resources, just to kind of go generate revenue. Uh, about three years into that, uh, I met a guy named Mark Forjone. Uh, who was just about to win a show called Next Iron Chef, um, at the time, putting him into this kind of pantheon of of culinary uh, experts. Um, we kind of hit it off, um, and I started representing Mark uh, as his agent and his business manager. And then, you know fast forward, you know ten years later, um, you know my businesses call it you know ninety percent in this culinary space, um, primarily, but probably about seventy percent of it representing chefs. Um, Mark Forgill, Luda Lefebvre in L.A., uh, Michelle Bernstein in Miami, Tiffany Faison in Boston, um, Nina Compton in New Orleans, a really great, amazing um, chef outdoorsman, uh, Eduardo Garcia in Bozin, Montana, who uh, also happens to be an amputee and a cancer survivor, um, Melissa Beneshi Baked by Melissa, Mary Giuliani, uh, a bunch of other really, really talented chefs across the country. and for my business, really acting as their agent business manager. So, um, finding them, you know, brand marketing opportunities and hospitality and, and, um, TV shows and kind of helping them figure out what their, their career path is. So, um, that's a long, that's a long way of saying that it's, it's been a really crazy time, right? Cause, uh, other than the federal government, uh, the restaurant industry is the largest employer, uh, in the United States. It's something like 13, 14, 15 million people. So, um, during COVID, you know, most of these places, especially in the hub cities, have just shut down. And so, um, all of my clients that had restaurants, um, every single one of them uh, shut down. Every single one of them had to furlough or let go of their employees. Um, so, rethinking kind of what my business is because we can't do, um, we can't do hospitality right now uh, as it used to be. So, you know, doing a lot more digital experiences. Um, I think people are looking for more culinary content in their home i think everybody's getting bored of making the same four or five shitty meals um you know we're on whatever day 40 or 50 quarantine right now so i think you know people are brands are and and um people are looking for culinary content um which has been interesting um we were just talking about before we hopped on i mean we'll see in a couple months right i think you're trying to rethink um our business and rethink how our clients are engaging with um, their customers, both in the restaurant setting and a hospitality setting. I think will be um, really the key to kind of how we move forward.
0: Do you see high end culinary direct, not like Direct Fresh, but direct meals right to people's homes? as a thing now that you're getting used to ordering out and getting delivery i mean is that part of the conversation on a new business business model for some of your clients
1: yeah i listen i think takeout's always been a large part of it right you know whether that takeout is a high-end meal or um you know one of these meal kits right it's really hard like i even before we got into this you know this situation that's such a big part of the business that's growing the challenge is it's not really the same thing because somebody else is cooking it, right? And so, you know, if Mark Forgione has got, you know, he's got a chili lobster at restaurant Mark Forgione, you know, that, that's got to be his signature dish. You know, he can package it up and he can freeze it and he can send it to somebody and they can recook it. The challenge is there's so many ways to mess that meal up from the time he freezes it to the time they put it in their mouth that potentially could reflect his brand, right? And so in the past, it's always been about like, hey, is it going to damage? Or is it potentially going to take an ass out of a seat, right? We're always thinking about how do we put asses in seats. And so you've got to be really careful that the process of delivery, uh, that when they're eating it, it's, it's as good or better than you want them to, to say, man, I can't wait for them to get back open so I can go try the real thing. What you don't want to have them do is, man, that was really bad. And maybe Mark's not as good of a cook as he is, and I'm not going to go to his restaurant if that all makes sense, right? The, the experience and, and the quality um, is very hard to maintain. And so when we talk about these things, that is a conversation we're having a lot, right? Like, but how do we make sure that we maintain the same quality when they're actually eating it?
0: What are some of the other things that been in the discussion now um, with some of your chefs and their business models, are they now looking to be more aggressive in the digital space? Like you said, of sharing recipes, homes, just maybe cooking schools online, or is that something that's that's kind of on the radar now? Or?
1: You know, it's funny, man. I, you know, we most of the events that we always do in the past have been at their restaurants or one, you know, one to one to fifty, right? So it's been a group of people and. Um, they're doing a demo for them, and then they're eating their dinner. What, I, what I've what i found really interesting, and we're doing a bunch of these kind of digital experiences where, you know, we're sending private links to people, right, and then they can cook alongside with the chef. Never before, before now, it's been, I'm going to cook for you, you're going to eat my food. It's never been, let's cook together, and then we're going to eat the food that we made together, which I think is really interesting. Mark's been doing uh, a bunch of these, and he's been doing a meatball um, meatball with a 10-minute sauce and, um, and uh, some other side dishes, right? And he's cooking it with people, and people are cooking it at their home, and then they're eating it together, which I think is really neat. It's a really neat kind of way to experience um, a chef way that they didn't do before. Um, you know, I always tell people when we were in sports and, and athletes, right, they're not really attainable, right? It's very hard to feel like you can be like them. You know, what I mean, there's only one LeBron James or there's only one Michael Jordan or there's only one Peyton Manning. But when you cook from a cook's, a chef's cookbook, you can almost feel like you're on par with them, right? And so to be able to cook with them, you almost feel like you can do what they can do. And I think that's a really interesting kind of emotional. Um, component. It's, it, it creates a different relationship because you can have a different conversation with a chef, right? Than you would with an athlete. When I remember back in the day, we used to do autographs, and it was it was really quick. Like, oh my God, I love you. You know that game was amazing. My son and my daughter loves you. Take a picture and move on. When you're with a chef, like, you can actually ask questions, right? Like, oh man, I made your recipe the other day. I don't know what happened, but maybe I over the meatballs. Can you give me some advice on how to make a better sauce? And it's more interactive. And I think this digital this digital experience is allowing that to kind of unfold, which is really neat.
0: Sorry about that for that delay. but do you find that that um, by the way, I think that's awesome. i was my my mind was spinning on that too, is how do you incorporate you know, is this something that they're doing from a live streaming on platforms yeah. like this, or are they doing it from YouTube or are do you find that now patron is? You know, where you're paying for exclusive content, do you, do you find that th- that's a whole huge revenue stream upside for you guys?
1: I mean, we'll see, right? I mean, they're using Zoom, using Vimeo, using House Party, using some of these other places. So um, that's how we've been doing it. I don't know what that's going to evolve to, right? I think yeah. the interesting part of times that we're in right now is it, it, it forces people to rethink things, right? Like, again, 2008, you know, there were so many businesses that were created right during that time period when we we're in this you know, close to recession, whatever it may be. So I don't know. We'll see if that evolves. Um, I think that the content play um, has got to be a paid model, right? I think there's a lot of free stuff out there, which is really interesting, right? Like, you know, Ludo in LA, who's my client, is doing a ton of stuff on Instagram live. And watching it right now, right? Like it's really getting a ton of traction and people are really loving it. It's my job now to figure out how to model that, right? And so is there brand integrations... What do those analytics look like? How do you scale that to make it even bigger? Is there a private play to it, right? Like, again, these digital experiences that we've been doing have been all private, right? So it's one to 40 people. We send them a link. Sometimes we're sending them food, meaning we're sending them the actual chef kit, right? So they'll get all the food, and then they'll get the recipe, and then you'll cook alongside with it. Other times we're sending them the recipe with an ingredient list that they can go purchase. So it's different, man, but again, I think we've all got to figure out how to, I hate the word new normal, I hate the fact it's part of our current vernacular, but we really need to figure out what our new normal is.
0: So I don't know if I told you, well, this is not normal, but I'm going to tell you this one. So there's a deli in my hometown that named this sandwich after me, if you didn't okay. know,
1: right? I'm not surprised. Right?
0: So it's broccoli Rob. So it's the broccoli Rob Thompson sandwich, right? So. Right, it's classic. I love so it's it. broccoli rob, chicken cutlets, red uh, roasted red peppers, provolone, and just because I'm Irish and I didn't know what else to put in there, I put a little honey mustard to cut the bitterness of the broccoli rob, Right. So by the way, it's course, an
1: underappreciated cheese, provolone.
0: I agree. One hundred. It's an underappreciated
1: cheese. I, it's my it's one got, of my favorite cheese. I love
0: it. It's got great saltiness to it. Anyway, so I um so I posted that sandwich right, and and you know I'm pretty aggressive and. In, in my social media you know distribution that one picture got more <laughs> likes than anything else I've I, like I put effort into this Lonnie right yeah, there's man. effort there's more likes off of that one chicken cutlet broccoli rob sandwich I don't know it was like a couple hundred like so to your point I guess, There's definitely this emotional attachment to food, the food that we cook, the food we grew up with. It's a connection to us and our heritage and our lives and yada, 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 everything you talk about. I see that in that space, what's happening now in this kind of counterculture that's happening in social media, that people are posting things that they're cooking, things that they miss out from restaurants. I mean, that is, I would have to say, 80% of the content that are coming through feeds right now.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? For sure. uh, um, knowing that, I mean, obviously, these guys, just them in that space, does that strategy for you go back to them and say, listen, guys, I've told you this is an important space that we've needed to figure out and be in right now? I mean, what's your conversations moving forward is saying? You know, this has to be part of our business model, whatever we decide to do, however we brand this, however we kind of loop in brands, whether it's a macaroni company or the olive oil company, or whatever it is, Yeah. you know, these are, we have to figure out when we could do this kind of content because this is going to help us in case this happens again.
1: Yeah. Listen, we've, we've been doing that for a while, Rob. I mean, to be honest with you, right. Social has become such a large piece of every deal that we do already. Um, I will say a bunch of my chefs. Uh, let me unroll this even a little bit more, right? Like you have content creators and then you have people that are on social media, right? At least in my world, you know, you want to call an influencer, right? An influencer, you know, that doesn't have a necessary expertise like a chef is really a content creator, right? And and that's their that's what they're good at, right? Like the really good ones are they might as well be television script writers are just doing it for themselves and they're they're starring in their sole show, right? With my chefs, pretty, for most of my clients, they're real experts in the kitchen. And so it's unnatural for them to do social media, right? Or they just don't have the time, right? Like for Joan or Nina or Ludo, like they're in the kitchen six days a week, right? Like they don't have their phone on them. They're cooking. They're talking to purveyors. They're running a restaurant. So they don't really have the time to create content. They do right now. And so... That was one of the first conversations I had with everybody was like, listen, we always talk about not having enough time to write a book. We always talk about not having enough time to think about social media. We always talk about things about not having enough time. Well, you have time now, right? So let's get on thinking about what kind of book you want to write and start writing it, right? We want to talk about, you know, what kind of content you want to put out there, have it be natural, have it be honest, have it be you, let's just do it, right? And so... You know, Forge is a great example, man. I I had to pull teeth to get him to post content because it's just not him. He is doing it every day right now. His numbers are tracking up. Um, Same thing with with Nina and Michelle and Ludo. Ludo is crushing it on social media right now. The idea, though, of – and I hope this changes, man. I got to be honest with you. I really hope it changes, right? Like my world – when you talk about influencer deals is based on numbers, right? Everybody always says, all right, well, you got a hundred thousand followers. Here's our CPM. Here's our equation. This is, they're just buying eyeballs. Right. And I think that's the challenge with the influencer model is that you really don't have to be an expert as long as you've got numbers. And so we've always said, well, listen, those numbers don't equate, right? Like our guys, you know, Ford Jones got 40,000 followers. He's not doing a post for 500 bucks because that's the equation that you, figured out in your algorithm or in your, in your metrics, right? He's an expert. And so you want to have him go talk about, you know, how to create dishes or what to do around Easter or how to use your pantry or, you know, purveyors or running a restaurant or whatever it may be like, there's more value to that. And so I think what's happening, I hope what's happening in this whole time period is that we're going to get back to that because there's a lot of ways to buy eyeballs. You don't really need an influencer with a couple million followers to get eyeballs. You can buy them. I mean, you can go to Instagram, you can go to Twitter, you can go to Facebook or TikTok or house party or whatever it may be. Put some money in and buy eyeballs. I think what I'm hoping is that people go back to an influencer as an expert. Like I always say to people, now I've got a 12 year old daughter. The idea that she's getting makeup advice from another 12 year old girl, right, is mind blowing to me. Like this girl's got no experience, but there you got Bobby Brown, who's been doing it for 40 years, who's the foregone expert and my daughter has no clue who she is. I'm hoping that Bobby Brown is going to start getting a lot more traction right now. Cause she is an expert. Um, and I hope that the influencers go back to that side. If that was a long, long winded answer.
0: It's perfect because there's a difference between, um, smart content and just noise content. And, um, right. you know, there, there definitely is, there definitely is a science behind it and an art behind it. Of and course. Uh, you know, but do you see yourself developing and you may already have it. I don't know. Do you, could you aggregate all of your talent under one digital umbrella and, and create your own quote unquote um, connect, you know, food network, so to speak.
1: Uh, I could, I've tried something similar a couple of years ago. Um, It's very hard because they all have different thoughts and they all have different. I mean, I I can go out and say to brand X, like I've got these eight chefs and together they've got, you know, 500,000 followers, like give us X amount of budget and then I'll go figure it out for sure. We're doing that already. You know, being able to sell a similar creative across all our chefs, it doesn't necessarily always fit, right? Like. Ludo's personality is very different than Mary Giuliani's personality. Mark is very different than Nina from different. So like being able to sell in singular creative across multiple chefs doesn't, doesn't always make sense for the brand. Um, but we're, we're starting to get creative for sure. We're trying to figure out new ways to bring out more scale um, and sell more across our chefs, across our talent for sure. Nice. We have to, lie. Right? I mean, the reality you have is to. We have to, right? And so I think the challenging part with all this is rethinking your business means really rethinking your business, right? Like for me, I don't think it's saying, do I get out of culinary or do I get out of sport? It's just saying like, how can I take what I know over the last 20 years, right? And know that I've got a great base with chefs and I know a lot in the sports world. What, what, what are kind of those white spaces Right. And what's going to happen in two years from now? And like, how do we protect shit from happening like it's happening to us right now? So it just forces you to reflect. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, It's a scary thing, but it forces you to reflect.
0: Well, it does reflect. I mean, I reflect and just stay in the game and be positive every day and, you know, let let the market dictate where you're going. And 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 I think you have a book in you, too, Mr. So you go write your book.
1: I I have I have the name already. I just don't know what the hell it's going to be inside. Really? Yeah.
0: What's the name? I'm, I'm not, not giving, giving it, it to you
1: now. What if somebody takes and then writes the actual book? That's true. That's true. Give too. me some time. Give me time.
0: All right. Well, I'm counting on you to do it. So listen, if if this knucklehead could write a book, well, guide. You know, you're a smart man. It. You're a very smart know.
1: man. Anytime you put know. your face on the cover of a book, too, it's going to work. You know, you're you're it, a beautiful <laughs> smart man.
0: <laughs> I know. I heard that chip too. I didn't know. So, Lonnie Sweet, thank you so much, buddy, for your time you today. Happy Monday and uh, best of luck. How do people reach you?
1: Uh, they can go to my website, uh, theconnectgrp.com, uh, or they can send me an email at elfsweet at theconnectgrp.com.
0: Beautiful but I'll, I'll put it in the link down below as well okay.
1: on, on YouTube
0: so people will be able to connect with you quickly. Lonnie, thank, thank you. you again for your time, buddy. Best of luck with you.
1: All right, Robbie. Some of the best of the family.
0: All right, brother. This is That's Lonnie over there. This is Rob right here. You're watching Game Playing You today. Have a good one, everybody. Take care.
1: Be safe.